0: You're listening to All Ears with Somewhere Soul. Welcome to episode 15 of the All Ears podcast. This is Josh Mason and today I'm joined by singer-songwriter and instrumentalist Paige B. After releasing her debut single, Pick Up Your Heart, back in 2017, Paige returned this year with her first EP titled Burnout that sees her mesh together sounds of soul and electronica. Throughout the episode, we talk about arguments for and against social media, mental health in the creative arts, and lots more. Page B, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Hi, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good. A little bit, a little bit damp, but fine.
0: Yeah, heaven's just opened. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: No good on a Friday evening. <laughs> how's your um, How's your week been?
1: My week has been long, mm-hmm. um, but good. Um, I did was in a session yesterday, um, and then got to take another half day off work today to be on this lovely podcast so nice i'm lucky yeah. you're welcome
0: <laughs> so yeah you work in radio
1: yeah right? yeah so i work in radio but it's it's serious radio oh okay so I, I was gonna prepare. say is this and... just more of the same as <laughs> no. no no sometimes they do put me on air but it's it's a mistake it's it's topics that are f- way way above uh, my okay. grade i think <laughs> so what are you doing on, on the day-to-day. Yeah, yeah. So I, I research and produce like current affairs news. Mm. So kind of like the equivalent of Radio 4 Today program kind of stuff. That sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it is good. It nice. is good. Um, yeah, it's not like a boring office job at least. So Nice. But it's not music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one day.
0: True. Yeah, and I saw you were um, Glastonbury long-listed right yeah that was a surprise how does that um Um, was that something you had to enter was it just random
1: yeah so it was an emerging talent um like sort of open to all um application um and you like as a musician you apply to these things all the time and the applications are always really long and it's really unfair (laughs) because they pick so few people um but you know it's part and parcel of it but yeah you then i think they um asked uh lots of blogs to actually like sort of whittle down the list. Um and then a uh, lovely Irish blog called Nila.
0: Nice. Ni- okay. Check them out.
1: Um yeah, decided that I was worth long listing. So that was good. Yeah. Nice.
0: And then one person
1: yeah, yeah One it's person like, wins I think, and they I play think, like a stage? I think, yeah, nine it was ninety people and then they're choosing one. So
0: and you're mm. in that ninety. That's mad. Yeah, you how yeah. many people must have applied to yeah Glastonbury?
1: Yeah, no, it is. It is really good, actually. It's a nice. I think. I don't know. When you do apply for the things all the time, um, it's nice that yeah the occasional one comes off, and you're like, oh, actually, yeah, no, I can do this. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's good. Plus, I've actually never been to Glastonbury. Nor have gonna so it would have been a really good
0: this year. Oh, and I've always okay. there's always those people that are like you tell them about like a music festival and they're like, oh yeah, have you been Glastonbury? And you say no. And they're like, oh, and it's like really this annoying, like they're condescending and they're like, oh, you yeah. wouldn't understand you've not been to Glastonbury.
1: I know, they're like, oh, okay, well, you don't, you don't really do festivals. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I know I'll probably be one of those people. Well, after, after you've been. <laughs> yeah. I'll come back and be like, you can't, you can't switch I sides. I <laughs> but yeah, the lineup's crazy. Um, yeah,
1: it's mental. It's mental. Not
0: Not so much headliners and stuff but I saw like a sub part of it and I was just like oh there's just loads of yeah." Like I feel like, all, like other just stages there. just pop
1: up all the time and you're like oh another sort of batch of amazing people so mm. yeah they do do it well
0: have you got any festivals planned playing or going
1: um, I've like? got lots of going nice. um, which is good I'm going to Best Kept Secret in uh, the Netherlands oh, um, I've not heard of that which well it's a secret <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible joke Um, I went I went last year and it was just like a very very well run operation the Dutch just they just know mm-hmm. how to run a festival Um, again in the year before that I went to Primavera which I oh, was nice. again like yeah. wow these people know how to run a Festival, um, and then also I'm going to hit up Brainchild as well, mm. um, which is kind of a, a, a yeah, which is, is I so think cool. it's in its third year now, or maybe fourth, but it's pretty new. Um, but yeah, lots of like different creatives, and I think even if you go, opportunities for you to sort of hang out with people, jam, just very. It's like a very sort of like uh, yeah, reciprocal kind of situation. I think so. Mm. I'm excited to go to that as well.
0: Nice, nice. Um, yeah. So in terms of your music. Um, when did you? When was music first on the radar for you in terms of being passionate about it and sort of playing it yourself?
1: And- yeah, I mean, I think I was always it was always on the radar. But in terms of taking it seriously, I've sort it sort of ebbed and flowed. Um, when I was like really quite young, um, I and I think a lot of people have a story like this, but. I kind of ended up meeting a few people in the music industry and um, I sort of started writing songs with this guy who was sort of in this like big band in the 80s and but then it all got a bit it just all got a bit weird and I sort of felt like I they were sort of putting me into a box and I didn't really know if I wanted to be in that box and I also had loads of other things on I genuinely quite wanted to like you know, get a good education, stay in school, that kind of thing. So I sort of parked it for a while. Um, I was also doing loads of um, classical music. Um, I studied opera for, wow. um, for a long time. Um, and then when I ended up going to uni, I also ended up doing a year at a uh, music conservatoire. Um, in Dublin at the same time that I was in uni so I was doing part-time operatic studies Um, I think I kind of I did I did love the sort of like sort of dramatic performative aspect of um, uh, of opera but I went to like a um, an opera summer school I think uh, after the second year of my uni I just realized it really really wasn't for me Um, but you know good to have those moments Um, and then I finished uni and I had been telling people all the time, like, Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be a singer, I'm gonna be a singer. And then like I got my degree and I was like, Oh, I guess I'm gonna do that that singer thing <laughs> now. So I, I just shut myself in my room for like two uh, a year and a bit. Um and just wrote songs and songs and songs. Because I've written a lot when I was younger, but I'd gotten quite disheartened by you know, various experiences. Didn't really see myself as a songwriter. I was like, I'm just a singer. Mm. Um but then yeah, I think I wrote all the bad songs I had to and then finally I was you know it's weird I think people don't really tell you that it's um something you have to practice at mm. you know it's like well either you can write songs or you can't write songs but actually I think I really like practice at the the skill of of writing a song um for a long time before I really was writing songs that I thought were any good
0: mm. um, yeah because I always felt like that I was I did creative writing at uni and was like knocking out poems and stuff like really quite happily. And I could, I just couldn't write, I could not write songs. I tried. And I was like, how can I write a poem? Yeah. But not, and I just couldn't. Yeah, it's weird. I really couldn't get like to grips with it. Mm. Just even just on guitar, just, I couldn't. Yeah. It was just always so bad. If you put (laughs) put one of my songs next to a poem, you'd be like, there's no way that's.
1: Really written by the same person. No way, the songs were so bad.
0: Uh, I'm not saying the poems were amazing <laughs> <laughs> but the songs were just so terrible.
1: Uh yeah, I think I think um like art forms are just so 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 different. Like, I I was writing a lot of like kind of like blogs and I was doing a lot of journalism and I thought that that would translate really well into my songwriting but at, at, like trying to use the same kind of mindset or the same way of almost interpreting situations or trying to like you know, I don't know uh, use experiences, I have to use it in totally different ways. I still do a bit of journalism, but yeah, they're very separate. They don't really mm. bleed into each other very much. Yeah. Um, so, kind of the same, yeah. And then, so how did your sort of
0: sound develop, would you say? Because I feel like your latest um, EP has a really, really strong sound. Yeah. Like I listened to it and I was like, oh, she's like, that's an artist who knows what kind of music she wants to produce. What was the sort of lead up to that sound like?
1: Yeah, so I think the first time I sort of hit on, okay, that's that's kind of where I want to go, was with the first single, um, Pick Up Your Heart, which was, yeah, t- end of 2017. But written, you know, a lot earlier that year. Um, and I was just, I think I was quite lucky in a way. I think, I think, and I think a lot of people have this who are just starting out. I think you you know that you've like, you know that it's there somewhere and you have this sort of like very vague but at the same time really specific vision of what you want to sound like but you have to go through so many different stages before you really get there but every time you write a song and you're like oh i don't know what it is about the song but i haven't quite haven't quite got that little special thing that i'm i'm trying to get to so that song was like oh i've i've found the thing that mm. that that works and i was really lucky that um i when i did move back home after uni um i was starting to use instagram which we'll talk about in a bit <laughs> um and i think i just put a photo of me with like my guitar looking like forlorn and um this guy leo got in touch with me who i'd actually been on the school bus with like when i was like 14 we hadn't really kept in touch but we we had each other on facebook and mm. you know instagram and stuff and he was like oh um do you happen to be looking for a producer i'm Like, I I produce music. And I was like, oh, yeah, I I actually am. Um, And I think, you know, I think that happens to a lot of people. And I've had other people I've worked with that that's happened. But this was particularly special because we kind of realized over email that we had the exact same taste in music. Mm. We just had very much uh, a very, I don't know, uh, similar way of looking at music. And same kind of influences. You know, he'd started writing folk, I'd started writing folk as well and then had kind of discovered jazz and soul a bit later and kind of the same with me. So we'd had a very similar like musical journey. I hate to use that. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, because that's when I f- saw you live for the first time was supporting him. Uh, kinder? Kinder? I've never... Kinder. Oh, it's Kinder. It's Kinder, guys. <laughs> ah, People never know. <laughs> yeah, I've never known. Kinder.
1: Kinder, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, supporting him at Archbase. Yeah. Is he still doing music?
1: Yeah. 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 So... So with with Pick Up Your Heart, that was just me and Leo kind of working together. And then um, we brought in, well, we didn't really bring in. Leo was working with this guy called Jonjo. Um, and Jonjo was working at the time at Premises Studios in Hackney, which are really, really nice studios. Um, and he was sort of the studio manager for one of the big studios in there. So Kind of, you know, every other Saturday or Sunday, there might be a couple of hours where there's no one in it. So Leo would go there and kind of make his music. And then one day he was like, "Oh, Paige, do you want to come along and we can just see if we can make something." Um, and Leo also brought uh, Teresa, who's his girlfriend, who's um, in Bad Honey. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So she, <laughs> yeah, I know. So she came as well. She's an amazing um, jazz pianist. And yeah, the four of us just sort of sat in this room, not really with a plan. And it, that first day we wrote. Your echo and impossibly, just I love impossibly. From, thank you, it's so cool. Um, just from scratch, and I think we all kind of like got out of the studio like eight hours later, and like, whoa, what just happened? Because it was amazing. It just it, we just kind of we got each other, and everyone knew what their role was, and we just yeah, it was it was great. Basically, so I th- I think that was a big moment as well of being like, okay, now that we've added John Joey, because he's kind of got more like post punk electronic kind of brain on him um, Mm -hmm. but gets what we want to do as well and then yeah teresa just like playing magic on the keys it was kind of Mm. all the elements um and i like to just sit on the sofa and write lyrics so yeah (laughs) it's the perfect combo um so yeah that's what we did at the start of last year for for quite a while um yeah and i think that was sort of the finding the the sound moment i think nice yeah
0: Yeah, because it's it's, i think you've got a, a unique sound in that it's quite like industrial, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it it feels very London. Like okay. it reminds me of sort of big grey sort of buildings and it's quite electronic. Mm. But then you've got these beautiful like soulful vocals over it. And it's like a really nice contrast. I
1: yeah, think. I, I think it can be quite a, a, a difficult balance to strike sometimes. Mm. Yeah,
0: because it'd be easy for to take your vocals and be like, oh, naturally we'll put that over like a... Feel good, warm, like hip hop y yeah. vibe.
1: Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think that's also their production, but also just, I guess, part of like me as a person. Like, I'm, I'm, I was gonna say I'm a bit dark, kind of am, <laughs> but like not in like a weird way. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't like, and this is gonna sound almost a bit, um, like hypocritical or, um, jarring, but, there's, I only like really like specific. I only like soul music when it's like a bit edgy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really like. I just don't really like stuff that's like purely really happy. I just because like, you're like oh fuck yeah. Off. And I find <laughs> I find quite like I do find quite a lot of soul music quite naff. Okay, and so it's always quite weird. And someone even like the old soul music. Like, I don't know. I maybe I think 70s, I think when 80s I, stuff. I think I think the old stuff has more like authenticity. Give it a pass. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and like it's got more. There's there's more. Soul to it, I, I uh-huh. dare to so say. Um, so, what's
0: just what? Give me an example of the sort of uh, edge you <sighs> like.
1: I knew you were going <laughs> <I know>. As <laughs> to like, ask for an example. I was in this conversation. I was like, he's going to ask for an example. Honestly, I ca- I can't I I can't think of anything on the top of my head. But I did. The, I just think, I, uh, and a lot more artists are doing it now. When you
0: Well, Jordan Rakei's newer stuff is certainly yeah. Or even like Rosie Lowe. I know you had her Mm. in here recently.
1: I really like how she's got that like quite minimal electronic vibe, but it's still it's still soulful. But Mm -hmm. it's not like it's not really brash or like. Do you know what I mean? It's very um, just really classy.
0: Yeah, classy is the perfect word. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I've always really like. I used I used to really really love Jessie Ware Mm -hmm. as well. Kind of her earlier stuff, particularly like running, like those kind of songs, like Mm. very. There's like an edge to it, but it's still got that big voice in it. Mm-hmm. Um, or I really like Poppy O'Juda as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, hers is probably a bit more like actually sort of solely jazzy, but she does kind of every now and again you get a little, ooh, like a bit yeah. of production that you're not really expecting. There's, and I yeah, like that.
0: Oh, what's the name of that one? There's one that has like a sort of trappy beat, and I really don't like anything with a trappy beat, by like. But it works. It's so good. <laughs> I, yeah, can't, I can't remember yeah, what yeah, it's called. Yeah. Like, Something to do with fire or flames or oh, um
1: Oh, Tepid Soul. Is it Tepid Soul? No, not Tepid Soul.
0: I can't remember. But We'll
1: yeah. put it in the notes, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good one.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so in terms of the topic of the podcast, which yes. is social media, um, friend or foe, for and against. Yeah. What are your sort of earliest experiences of social media? media
1: as an artist or as a person. no just as a
0: just as a person so yeah. i was
1: i was thinking about this on the way here and it's a little bit embarrassing my one of my well actually i think one of my first experiences of social media if you can really call it social media was definitely msn
0: oh my god i remember
1: yes. msn so <laughs> well um and also i think the thing about social media i think for people who are sort of Uh, in their sort of mid-twenties as we have I think we're quite lucky in a way because I'm so happy I didn't have things like Instagram or Facebook at school I think that would have been I guess we have Facebook a bit but particularly Instagram Mm. or even smartphones I didn't really even have a smartphone I don't think at school not till till I was at uni Um, but yeah the thing about our age I think is we didn't have ipads and laptops and stuff so when you were using these social media these early social media sites you had to use your like home computer mm. so how, what, how
0: old are you just for reference and i, I feel like you're young enough oh, how old not am I right rude now? for me to ask
1: <laughs> i thought you meant then no. i'm 25 okay cool just for so, like for reference, a reference point yeah <laughs> i'm 15 no. um yeah, so, yeah, I remember using MSN. I remember being on my family computer and, like, mum being like, you've been on that for hours. I'm like, mum. <laughs> yeah. And I remember Bebo. Do you remember oh Bebo? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, and that, was know, horrible. When, that was horrible. When I think hor- back to
0: it, Bebo like, was horrible. Like, was it decide who to, like, give your love to for the day? <laughs> yeah. and, like, you had, Jesus. Um,
1: and you had your top nine friends and you had to, like, you ordered them and it was mm-hmm. visible. So you could, like, go onto your friend's profile and suddenly they would moved you from, like, three to four and you're like… What did I do? Yeah,
0: or you'd like um, give a girl your love, and then you'd see they give it to someone else. It's like
1: what? What? I just gave you my love. So I thought brutal. <laughs> yeah, thought B- we had a connection. Bebo was brutal. Do you know what Bebo stands for? No, this is good. Blog early, blog often.
0: Blog early, blog often.
1: Yeah, I think I. No way. Yeah, I heard that the other day, and I was like, "That's a good pub quiz." You've used knowledge. that like. Yeah, like dinner yeah. parties and stuff, think, <laughs> for sure. Imagine if that was my only dinner party that? chat. <laughs> you guys heard of uh, Bebo? <laughs> so did you know? <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, so I remember, off and I
1: remember Bebo. Um, and I think I did have um, MySpace as well, but I was a bit less... That was MySpace was a bit more like random people on the internet interacting mm-hmm. as opposed to like friends. I think Bebo was like how you sort of like... Kept I think tabs I some people at school.
0: Yeah, I think I just had MySpace for music. I just had like a little <gasps> singer songwriter thing.
1: And didn't you and just
0: uploaded some songs? And I just
1: you had a soundtrack artist. as well. That was the thing. You got to like when you went on someone's page, oh, a song yeah, would that's play. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was weird.
0: A I weird checked time. it out the other day. It still does. It still exists. It? I, just, I don't know what it is though. I couldn't figure out oh. what it what it was really.
1: Yeah, I think. I hope there's no one still using it, <laughs> guys. We've moved on. <laughs>
0: So you didn't really use MySpace. No. And then the big one,
1: Facebook. The big, yeah, the F word. Um <clears throat> yeah, I think I had that quite early. And then I I don't really know. I don't I don't think I used it I don't think I used it too much really when I was like super young. Um and I, def, I definitely started using it a lot more at uni and then obviously Instagram, the birth of Instagram, which I think was mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Uh, Cuz Facebook used to be great as far as I remember you post something your friends would like and like comment on it. Yeah. And it was just quite like a great simple word. and normal.
1: Yeah. it's. I find, I feel like with a lot of people, particularly like who around my age, is that like social media, used to be like, it was really fun. Mm. And it was actually about like you were curious and you were interacting and it was very social. And then it became like ironic and everyone was just like being really like ironic all the time. And like, you know, the advent of memes and like that suddenly my, That was what my feed was. It was, like, people tagging each other in. Like, oh, tag your friend who, like, looks like a potato or something. I don't know. Mm, It was, like, weird. And everyone's trying to, like, out-weird each other. And then I think everyone, like, got kind of sick of the irony. And then it just became, like, a bit sad. And like angry. And angry. And people just stopped. (laughs) People just don't use it. And then that makes you feel weird if you are using it. Because maybe you do want to post a photo. But you're like, but also, what's the point? Because there's, like, such little engagement mm. and it's not like oh i need you know x amount of people to like it for me to like feel good it's more like you're just quite, i think you question why you put things up a lot mm-hmm. more now because it's because there's no one really there yeah. um and it's kind of just like um adverts mm. um yeah.
0: and, and the like um yeah so what do you think of the before we get onto the negatives because there's yeah. tons of them
1: <laughs> if we just give it like a if we give
0: it a little Give social media a chance and just <clears throat> talk about some of the sort of the benefits and the <laughs> positives that give you've sort of enjoyed or experienced,
1: yeah, so, as an artist, I yeah. guess. Mainly, I think I think there are still positives. I think it can be really easy to just say it's evil and there's like nothing good coming out of it, um, because that's, I guess, the sort of um general opinion, I think, at, at, mm. at the moment. Um, but it has afforded me like some uh some great benefits. Like, number one, just when I was talking about meeting reconnecting with Leo who's now my producer like I don't really know whether that would have happened had it not been for um, social media um, it can be it can be a nice way to um, particularly when you're alone a lot of the time as a musician I'm ultimately a solo artist so if I spend the day or well, however many days way back when I was fully just just trying to do music every day on my own writing music it can be quite nice to be able to kind of post a little bit of it in like kind of an un- unofficial capacity sort of no strings attached because you can always delete it later and just almost just get some interaction and I mean uh, people probably never think it but if I put like a little clip of something on my insta story and I'm you know I, I usually do that when I've got to the point in the day where I'm like having a bit of a break from writing because i have sort of like I've got to a bit of a, a hump or something or I'm not feeling it. And then for someone to reply and be like, that's sick. And you're like, oh, it's, it can actually be really nice. And mm. people probably don't actually realise that yeah. that actually means a lot when you're in a massive writing hole and you've been alone for like a really long time. So that can be really nice. And again, because it's not like um, you don't have to, you know, put up a, a full song with everything done. It can be more of like a sketchbook. Mm. Like, yeah, I, remember, and I think um, that's
0: nice. Speaking to Marie Dahlstrom, she said the same. She was like, she uses it for feedback a lot. She mm. can tell if she posts a clip. If it gets tons, loads more replies or comments yeah. than usual, it's just it's a good indication of people liking what she's.
1: Yeah, I mean that's obviously there. a double edged sword, which which we'll mm-hmm. come to. <clears throat> um, but also, just I think for as a as a sort of community space for other musicians, it, it can be really good. Um, I was actually at a jam session on Tuesday night um, in Hackney. Um, There's a new jam night that just started called Higher Ground. Um, and it started by the, um, the girl Sophie, who's in Luna Fruit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and she, we'd never met, but she was like following me on Instagram. She invited me down um, and then... I got there and there were all these unbelievable musicians um loads of like female musicians as well like kick-ass girl bassists and guitarists and drummers and it was like really really well done and I actually you know through the sort of social media interaction I ended up meeting loads of other people face to face and you know now I don't know I've gotten another sort of three or four contacts of musicians and I got to go on stage and jam out some jazz music on a Tuesday night and it was lovely and, nice. and that you know those are the good things I think mm-hmm. about social media and lastly if, you, if you've got a bit of a business brain on you mm-hmm. it can be it's very good market research like so you're like okay so this is an artist I really really like I like what they're doing How do they get there? And then you can sort of see who their network is and you could see, you know, okay, they're being managed by this company or their bookings with this person. And you you start sort of joining some dots. Mm. um, And even you can see, oh, they're playing at this venue on this kind of night. And then you go onto that night's page and you realise that you could get in touch with the person who runs that night because you know that your music is similar to that person's music and it can be, it can be quite good Yeah, if you're, you're the like, transparency, right, yeah, so. to like build a little bit of a web mm-hmm. of, of what's going on. Um, but you know, all of those things I yeah. think will now tear apart in, in part <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah, so when, um, it's
0: interesting because it's such like a hot topic at the moment. When did you first become aware sort of in yourself of the sort of the pitfalls or the dangers or the sort of unhealthy nature of social media was it from I mean, hearing about it or was it like a first-hand experience
1: i think that's oh, interesting i think um i think it's definitely a first-hand experience um in terms of kind of what i was saying about uh it being like this sort of sketchbook of ideas i think you can that can work in in negatively in two ways in firstly you kind of think it's job done when you've like put the clip on instagram which i i had like i will hold my hands up i think that sometimes i think that that i've done enough work in that day because i've like put a clip of me and like That's x amount of people have liked it and then it's not not that i don't want to finish the song it's just like you just you just don't really get around to it because you've kind of broken the flow or the state you were in to like go on Instagram for a bit and it, it's, it's almost just like it's a distraction like mm-hmm. like kind of like anything I suppose but I think it can be quite a negative distraction and then also with the, what you're saying about Marie if you post a clip and then it doesn't get you know as many likes you're like well, and, but you thought it was a better song it can start I worry about it affecting my own interpretation of my music mm-hmm. and I think bottom line it doesn't because I think I can always. I like to think I can always uh, see when I, I should work on something and when I mm. shouldn't. But it's that like not a very nice feeling to mm. be a bit to be caught in that confusion and be like, oh well, what 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 was different mm. about it this time? Like, I think that's good too, and I think these lyrics are good too. And I don't know. I think you can start. Yeah, because also also people her, don't realize how many
0: how many factors there are at play in terms of the time of the day you post it. How mm-hmm. light or dark the image is, so like, there's all these factors mm-hmm. um, in the Instagram algorithm that de- that basically determine how many people see it, which isn't like a transparent thing. Mm-hmm. You don't know that mm-hmm. when you go onto the platform. yeah so when you post a, the, my main gripe is when you post um, artwork for an event
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it's artwork and Instagram doesn't see it as like you've taken a picture, it will show it to hardly anyone if you look at anyone really? if you look at anyone's artist profiles, the pictures with the least likes nine times out of ten, there'll be gig posters mm. because it's like created art rather than you've taken a picture. Okay. So that just seems backwards to me when you want to connect people. And if to, like the, about, to the actual event. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the actual social experience. Yeah. But if someone yeah. posts about a new job or an engagement, Instagram shows that to everyone because they see it as important. Mm. But if you announce a headline show, that's just not in their arsenal. That's when no one's
1: coming to my show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, sold out. Um, anyway. That's really interesting. Yeah, I'd yeah. never thought about it. And like the faces actual, like,
0: take a picture of a face, that gets more likes. Like, that's big, like isn't human it? faces are a big thumbs up. Like all these things that just aren't known so in the
1: weird.
0: Uh, in the, like openly in the mm, sort of public mm, domain. Mm, like you have to I wouldn't know any of this stuff if I didn't work in like the
1: like digital the sort industry. Of yeah. Industry anyway. Gosh. So yeah, like, even more photos of my face on my Instagram.
0: Well, that's one of the reasons <laughs> I was going to say, do, do you realise that you're good at social media?
1: Well, I didn't realise I was, I was good at the algorithm. Yeah, Maybe. you are. You're
0: good at the algorithm. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of bright face pictures.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: And wow. also because you're, um, you've got a good sense of humour. Okay. I think humour is the only thing you can't fake, in my right. opinion, on yeah. social media. You're either funny or mm. you're not. Whereas you can fake being... Successful, mm-hmm. you can fake like you can fake pretty much everything, your own PR, like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: agency on Instagram. But humor, you can't fake, and it's such a good way, I think, to like cut through I the think, noise.
1: I think also it's kind of um, I use humor as well because, well, number one, I just in, enjoy it, and those are just like oh, I, my, a lot of my earlier posts were very much it was kind of more like a blog, mm-hmm. it was like, and I and I did think it was important to like be authentic in that and to kind of give everyone like an actual idea of what I did with my day so this is like a video of me singing but I'll be like you know today I like oh, I'm not I'm not able to think of anything funny now but you know just the stupid shit that you did in your day that actually like oh I like you know watered my plants and then I had like my cat like did a shit in the living room and had to clean it up and then like i walked to tesco twice and you know like the 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 mundane things i think i think people enjoy that because you're like oh yeah that's come on it's someone actually like telling the truth about what they did not like had this like glamorous day in this music studio (laughs) that called my bedroom um so i think that was good but also it's kind of a way and this is maybe a bit deeper and how people use humor in their everyday life but it's kind of a way of like deflecting as well and kind of Um. uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like a defense mechanism as well, Mm -hmm. because you're like, well, they might not like the music, but at least you're funny. At least you're funny, (laughs) you know. And I think that's something I still think. That's something that still happens in my gigs. I'm like in between songs, and I'm like, tell a gag, tell a gag, just in case they don't like the the
0: music. I feel because I see some artists (laughs) who I watch, and I, I think like you don't have to. I feel like some artists feel like they have to say stuff between songs because like Mm. they see other artists do that do you feel like there's a kind of pressure to talk between
1: um not always i'm trying to think my last gig i actually thought i didn't But you're good at it i've seen you be good at it so yeah i mean it, I, I got told by my band to talk less <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but i think but i think i was doing it as a oh god like put on a show page kind mm. of thing like i was just i don't know it's a self-conscious thing when you're like God, oh, people have come here and they've paid money and you know you want to make sure every element is it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I do, I do ultimately like doing it as well. And I don't, I don't think of like jokes beforehand. I, I'm, not, like, I'm, not pla- I'm not planning it. It's just, yeah. you know, funny things. If they come into my head. I'm a bit of an oversharer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it works like that as well.
0: So is Instagram, you feel, the main um, sort of culprit today in terms of being un- unhealthy? What's your relationship with like Twitter? <laughs> Do you use Twitter?
1: Yeah, so I don't.
0: <laughs> I feel like Twitter is a bit of a Twitter's much easier a... one because you just put something out there and you know that it sort of disappears instantly anyway. So there is no like, oh, why didn't that do well? It's like, well, Yeah.
1: Cause... So Twitter is a weird one. I so I have two Twitter accounts because so I use Twitter for work as well because I work in the news and so I I actually um, I have like much more of a following on that because long story short, I worked as a journalist in Russia for a bit and. Um, kind of like built up a little bit of a following there but anyway my music instagram doesn't have has very very few followers just because it's just very difficult to try and keep everything up um and i know this sounds this is gonna sound perhaps quite conceited but hopefully it comes across in a a more charming way but i thought i'd be quite good at it because i'm quite funny but i'm (laughs) really not like i just don't i think it's a combination of Well, define good at it. Well, like, I'm quite long winded. So I I don't have like little quippy one liners. As you can see from my Instagram posts, they're like that long, and that Twitter doesn't allow me the the word count. Um, And also, I'm not like programmed. I'm I'm not like, oh, I've had this funny thought or like this happened or whatever. I I never, I would never think to put it on Twitter. And I thought that a while ago. And I was like, oh, maybe when I have like, you know, when funny things have happened or I want to like, share something i've done with my day i should put it on twitter but i kind of stopped myself because i was like actually it's a really good thing that that's not like a reaction at the moment because mm-hmm. i've already got a bit of that with instagram it's like oh i've got a nice little segment of music i think to put it on instagram i don't want to go through my day like thinking of funny thoughts and this sort of like jerk reaction would like to put them on twitter so mm-hmm. i've almost abstained from that because mm-hmm. i feel like i could get into it yeah. and i'd end up like i don't know being even more of a little screen i don't know addict so yeah it's difficult not to yeah it's a bit tough but post. i think facebook's dead Heard yeah. it here first yeah um I'd agree. just i really don't like using it because no one's ever on it and mm-hmm. sometimes i get into arguments with um so like matthew from um lapsang house who've been helping me put my music out um we would kind of get into arguments because He'd be like, "I oh, wish post this on Facebook too. And I'm like, but no one uses Facebook. And he's like, yes, they do.
0: So It is good for videos. If you upload a <coughs> video direct to Facebook, Facebook loves that because video is such like a
1: really? big thing at the God, moment. You've got all the algorithm <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> Very good, doesn't but
0: it? Yes, but if Facebook basically wants you to spend as much time on Facebook as possible. So, so if you post a link to a YouTube video or an article or blog post, Facebook is just like, no, 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 no. Whereas if you put a video on Facebook, like, oh, okay, people can see this video on Facebook and stay on right. Facebook. They'll be like, oh, here you are. And they'll show it to more people. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, so Facebook is fine if you're going to stay within Facebook and keep people in yeah, Facebook. And yeah, it yeah. still does stuff, I guess, like groups that you can't really do, like, it's good for events. Yeah, and I think that's why, like, outside, stuff, outside but, of the
1: music context, I think that's, well, that's, like, the only reason why I still have it and why most people mm. still have it is just, like, fear of missing out. That's quite true, like to invite to stuff sometimes
0: but that's true because you were saying it used to be fun social media yeah and now that like we talk about all that is left of facebook is like some form of functionality there's mm, no like mm. you would never be like oh, i'm gonna chill out like have a coffee and like chill out on facebook for enjoyment yeah you might be yeah able to yeah, like yeah. raged about something if you want yeah
1: that's just i don't know it's like everyone just stopped using it's it. an angry place it's an angry place <laughs> But I mean, you know, I and mean, Facebook understands that as well. They know that it's not what it was and it's not. What's that? I think Zuckerberg always calls it. He wanted it to be like a town square. That's what he always says. That, was, just it. that was his vision of Facebook, a riot. right? All a people, riot. All these people, do you know what I mean, <laughs> communicating. And now they're like, oh, no, the, the town square thing didn't work. So, um, And we accidentally sort of sold all your details. So actually, uh, we're going to encrypt all messages and mm. it's basically just going to be like WhatsApp.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I think that's the plan. But that in itself has, you know...
0: Do you feel like they set out with good intentions?
1: Oh, I mean, no. no. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I think they didn't set out with really any intentions apart from making a profitable business. Um, and I think that's that's the problem with the tech world generally is that we've sort of subscribed to tech without asking what kind of value system it's built on. Um, none. So <laughs> that's, that's. Yeah. I think that's the problem we're reaching now. Is that we're like, oh, but I didn't agree to this and I didn't agree to that, and it's which is true. Mm. Um, but yeah, there were there was no sort of moral compass when these these things were designed. Were designed, so I'm paying the price now. Yeah,
0: and to talk specifically about um, social media and sort of Instagram in terms of being an artist in the mm-hmm. music world, what do you think are the main causes for concern there?
1: Um, I think you have to think like how much does it define my um artistry in a a way i I actually i was at a session yesterday and i asked just nosedived the (laughs) microphone i asked um the guy that i was producing with who's also an artist i was like oh if you didn't have your instagram or your facebook or your twitter or that i was like would you still be an artist and he was like "Uh, uh, uh," it kind of just threw him and obviously the answer is yes because He's writing music every day and, yeah. you know, um, he's released stuff on on Spotify that it physically exists. So, yes. But I think the fact that that question would probably catch a lot of people out mm. is a bit of a worrying thing. Because you're like, oh, you, you should be able to be like, yes, of course. But because there's so much focus on having that presence on like this thing that exists up in the ether. Mm. Um, it is worrying when you're like, oh, could I be doing some more physical things with my music? Could I, you know, um hang out with more people on a one-to-one basis and really making like real life kind of relationships within the music industry. Mm. And actually should I be putting my energies towards that, not like making sure I've got like a nicely lit photo of my face that will do well on the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, that's... You must a, feel like
0: a reliance in, yeah. in many ways. Like if, if someone told you, oh, like Instagram's like shutting down tomorrow, as yeah. is Facebook and Twitter,
1: you just... It would be it would weird. Be scary. I know it's, and it's depressing, but if someone was like just deleting my Instagram, I'd feel pretty sad. Mm. Um, just because it's it's my like... It's, my music, it's, it's what's happened to me musically is all logged there. Um, so it's almost like I can... It's nice for me to go back and be like, oh, when I wrote that song and then this happened and then I can almost see my, even just, just for myself, it's nice to see my own development. Um, and the, But I think the main thing, aside from the slightly more um, sort of thinky, do I exist question, um, would be, oh, you just end up comparing yourself with everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. And when you're, I, I don't think, and I've, I was reading into studies to do with, social media and mental health and uh, while social media definitely has been linked to like depression and anxiety it's difficult to know whether people who are depressed and anxious naturally spend more time on social media and that's why their studies have shown it or whether it's mm, the fact that that these medias do cause these things i mean i think it's a bit of a mm. i think one they kind of bleed into each other yeah um stephen pinker
0: um who's like a psychologist yeah. he was saying that it's just too. I mean, he's he's like wildly optimistic about sort of everything anyway. But he was saying it's too short a period. Like, yes, there's a problem now. and There's a dip. But it will smooth itself out. And if you look at a, a, a larger scale of time, mm. it won't be an issue. Whereas other people are like, no, it's only going to get much, much.
1: It's only going to get worse and worse.
0: Because I feel like they're not really accountable to people. Yeah. Instagram and Facebook. No. They can just sort of do what they want. If it's not in their best interest to mm. look out for us, then…
1: Yeah, but I think it definitely increases like a, a, a sort of nasty feeling of, of, of competitiveness and it's not meant to be that. It's meant to be community. So I'm meant to look at musicians that I know and be like, wow, it's really cool they've got that. But instead I'm like, oh, they got that festival slot and I didn't, like, why mm. is that? Or, you know, they got signed to this label and I didn't, why is that? And actually I shouldn't, I shouldn't be feeling like that. Um, and I think you only ever get the highlight reel, right? Mm. And everyone knows that. Um, and you, I think you forget that you you also have like a highlight reel and a lot of when I'll be telling this to people and I'll be like oh did you know so-and-so got that and so-and-so got that and they'll be like well they're probably looking at yours and saying oh how did they get that interview on like Radio 1 Extra and how did they get their song on that playlist and I was like oh yeah because for me uh, so much has happened since you know those posts or whatever and that those posts are just the good stuff that you kind of forget that for other people that's all the stuffs mm you know yeah,
0: yeah so you're saying um, the responsibility is as much with the artist to be mindful of what they're posting yeah. as well as it is it's not just it shouldn't just be up to you to like be like i've got a problem here by getting like jealous and competitive yeah i
1: think you just got to like check in with yourself a lot and you know i think for me when i talk about the market research thing i think i went a bit nuts and followed like everyone who i thought was similar to me mm-hmm. and i've recently just started just unfollowing them all because i'm like it doesn't actually doesn't spark joy mm-hmm. um it doesn't make me happy actually and i you know i don't think i'm actually getting that much out of just watching them play all the shows i want to play you know mm. it's like I think, is, there it's,
0: a, is there a difference in artists where some you could look at on the profile and they would really in, inspire you and some that would bring out that sort of competitiveness is there any sort of difference in terms of what they're posting um, and how they present themselves that
1: I don't think it's necessary. I think it's more like where they're at in their stage of artistry. So obviously, when someone's at like a similar stage to you, um, you you just naturally compare yourself more. Mm. Um, and yeah, maybe I don't. Maybe not everyone feels like that, but I don't know. I think also because, because me personally, because I I work as well as doing my artistry thing. I think it can you know when I'm already in a bit of a bad mood because I've actually had to be at work all day. Um, and then you go home and you lie in your bed, like, not being able to write music because you're too knackered from your yeah. job. And then you're like sitting on Inst- Instagram stories and looking at other people who've been in the studio all day and you're just like, R-. you know, it's not, mm-hmm. that's not healthy. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, yeah. So, uh, so have yourself.
0: you sort of, um, actively changed the way you, like change your relationship with social media?
1: I'm definitely using it a lot less. Um... And actually I think I put on a show at the waiting room like a month ago. Um, and that was like a big headline operation. I was doing so much posting beforehand. Like you have to. And then kind of didn't, I didn't decide, but I just haven't really used it for like a month. And I think I just needed that little that little gap. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll definitely get back into it. Um, but I think I was like, I kind of just want to remind myself why I'm doing it, you know. As opposed, to, as opposed to just being like, "It's been a week. You should post something." Like you should. It should be the other way around. You should have something that you want to share, as opposed to then having the need to share and having to find something.
0: Yeah. I have it all the time. It's like, oh shit! It's been like four days. It's so, like, well, and then I find myself like, I will like browse the photo album, see if there's anything worth posting. It was like, yeah,
1: and then you've got knocked like. 45 minutes out of your day yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Sick. So it's a time waste I've now got you can set on Instagram your like limit for the day really? yeah well it doesn't stop you but it just says you can set like a little warner just
0: comes like a warning up what thing. are you doing? <laughs> get
1: off! <laughs> no it just says you've spent like 30 minutes on Instagram today oh interesting so it's good because actually then I'm like ooh that's long and mean yeah. I just
0: yeah because there's have you seen on your do you have an iPhone? yeah And the settings you can see how much time you spend on each have you seen that? Oh, I don't want to do that. I wouldn't look. Oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, don't I don't recommend it. Do well, I mean, I've been more mindful since looking at it, but yeah,
1: it's a big old spike on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess the choice, that's really the one good thing about working loads is you actually just forget to look at that stuff, um, which is good. And yeah, I do find on a Sunday morning, just like... <laughs> yeah, you can. It's just... It's... Find uh, yourself
0: being an absolute zombie sometimes. Yeah. Just, Scrolling, scroll, the the scroll
1: and I'm not even watching it. Yeah, that's the weird thing. It's just like, yeah, it's like a tick. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah.
0: So, how do you think in the in the in the future? If, this might be quite a difficult question to put you on the spot with, but if there was like a new social media platform, what sort of things would you want from it? What do you think are the what are the bad things that need to be taken away um, from the current ones? Well, I think I think we were
1: it. kind of saying. I think it's interesting the, um, trial they're rolling out in Canada at the moment with Instagram, um, where they're hiding amount of likes mm. you get. I think that's super interesting. Um, I'm surprised they're doing that because yeah. my initial is like, well, of course that's just going to massively drive down engagement. Um, but I think it's like definitely a good thing um, because I, th- I think the idea is that you still get, so you still know how many likes you got, mm-hmm. but it's just it's not visible for everyone yeah, else there's
0: none of that paranoia yeah. about like people when you think about it you're like
1: w- why should it remotely be visible to other people because that's not it's just not what no the, one else needs to know no <laughs> no one else needs <laughs> no to know and also know. yeah it's just weird because I even find when you're like going through your feed and someone's you've um, someone's put a post and you you end up looking at who else has liked it it's like yeah. what are you doing you creep like just move on so yeah. no I think it's good I think it's good I'd like that mm. Um Oh, it's difficult. It's very, I think just because it's difficult to imagine a a technology that doesn't ultimately become like addictive in a way. And I think that's what I'd like. I'd like one <laughs> that you don't feel like you have to be on all the time. But obviously if it's gonna, if it's good, yeah, you want to, you know, you want to be on it. So it's a bit of a, I don't know. It would be um, lovely
0: to just have something that was just like a text where you have, say you've got 2000 followers and you could just send something to all of them. And they would just get it rather than the whole, like, all these algorithms, like, the reach thing. Like, you see how many people see your stories and it'll be like 10%, 5% of your followers. And it's just like, there's a, there's like a brick wall between you and So it's kind of like
1: you just need like a newsletter, email newsletter.
0: Yeah, but just not email. (laughs) (laughs) I love email. Do you? Yeah,
1: I don't know why. I think it's because all all the important things that happen... As an artist actually happen over email. So that's mm. why I love it. So yeah. when I like you know, when I've got a couple of new emails in my like artist inbox, I'm like, this shit's real. Like mm. it's not just like some like weirdo on Instagram being like, Want more likes? Yeah. Like I'm about to swear, I was gonna swear then. Have I already? Probably. You can swear. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <The> cameras nodding. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll start an email newsletter. You've inspired me. Mm -hmm. I think that's. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I can just say what I want. Tell them about my weird days. Mm -hmm. Would you subscribe?
0: I would. Yes.
1: One subscriber. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And also, um, because you've obviously started on MSN and then been sort of weaned onto these things, Mm. what do you think it's like for? younger new artists just being sort of thrown into the world of social I media i think it's
1: really tough and i think it's um i personally think that and this this happens with this was is bound to happen but it's like almost too easy to like call yourself an artist mm. and like there's probably people gonna to listen to this and being like yeah like you um we but, just type it in your bio and you, <laughs> yeah exactly a like, like, <laughs> couple of vids and it's like you're a singer-songwriter and i just i think that i don't know it can be m- might be hard for younger generation to be seeing all their idols doing that and they're just like oh if i do that then i get you know i'll do x y and z and i'll achieve the same thing when actually what you're not being shown on a lot of big artists page is like all the time they spend not doing things that are you know nicely photographed for social media so i think it can maybe warp people's idea of what actually being an artist is like like i mean i i mean i don't really know i have never been on tour or anything like that so i'm not i'm not entirely sure but from people that i've spoken with honestly being an artist it's like a lot of just like waiting around Mm. just waiting a lot (laughs) of the time waiting to sound check like and then you've got a weird like time period before you're waiting then you're in rehearsals maybe you like aren't in all the songs so you're you know you're waiting then or you're recording for a day and the drums are taking like eight hours you know you don't you don't get that you mm. don't get a sense of really of what it's like from from instagram so i worry that the younger generation i don't know might might be a bit shocked
0: mm. um and maybe just miss out or not miss out but misread the sort of the fundamentals of mm being an artist as you sort of say yeah. like
1: much more commitment than a yeah. weekly posting on insta
0: they'll think that i'll oh, like best place to start i'll set like first things first let's set up an instagram account could feel like a natural place to start mm-hmm. i guess for some artists yeah i didn't i didn't
1: really do my artist social media till really late because i was like quite embarrassed so well. i was like oh i don't know there's like people that just like has like loads of crappy acoustic videos of them and the guitar and their mum's house I mean, I did that eventually, but <laughs> no, not quite. But um, I guess you have, you do have to be brave. Like, it's easy
0: definitely. to think. I think I was quite naive in thinking like, oh, I can't believe there's like singers out there who aren't just like posting videos of them singing. Like surely you've got to, but it must be scary. Yeah. You know, daunting to yeah, and particularly
1: when your initial social media following is just like your friends. So they're like, who, who are you doing? You, who, who you doing this for? Like we know you can sing kind of yeah. thing, so... Yeah, it's definitely a moment. I remember changing changing my handle from like my, just like normal. Like, I don't even remember what it was before. How weird. What's it now? Page B music. But like, That was like a moment. Mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God. You know, because you got to start taking yourself seriously then.
0: No turning back.
1: And no coming back, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I always thought, I was like, God, if I ever have to end this whole music project, I was like, how embarrassing is it going to be having to change on my like social media back? My friend was like, that's not going to be the problem if you stop doing music. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's so true. <laughs> that's on the, bo- the bottom of the list. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not, it would be just a nice, like a really nice chapter in your life anyway. Yeah, like, Pretend exactly. it didn't happen
1: or anything. Archive no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, so true.
0: Yeah, so do you have any like top tips or for people who maybe are um. listening who feel they have an unhealthy relationship with social media or... Because I but think everyone, deep down, everyone, everyone who uses social media, I think everyone knows
1: that there's something a bit, something a little a bit, bit off sometimes. Sort of, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think just yeah, checking with yourself and like what, like why are you on it, like what, what, what do you, what do you want out of it, like right now? And if you're like, oh, I'm just on it because I'm bored or I can't find anything else to do, or again, kind of like what I was saying about that sort of cyclical relationship between, you know mental health and social media if you're in a state of like feeling really isolated and a bit depressed do, don't go on social media because it's going to make those feelings exacerbated um because you just like see all these other people doing all these things that you're not involved in and mm. it can be really isolating so i think yeah as 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 difficult as it is um i think yeah try to if you're like in a bad place don't go and look at what everyone else is doing on social media like go see a friend like go and do something physical and because mm. that that's going to make you feel better it's not going to make you feel better like if you've had a crap day and you're like oh my god I've written this terrible song and I'm a terrible artist the worst thing you can do is then watch like i don't know 20 insta stories of like all these musicians that you want to be like it's, it's not going to be good and i definitely do that yeah <laughs> um so don't do that page <laughs> it's like a pep talk yeah, <laughs> As yeah sometimes it is just like
0: a it's like a what are, you, what are you doing josh like, i know come watching on some guy like watching some guy i don't know like <laughs> prepare his <laughs> dinner it's like what am i doing yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. check check yeah. in just check in with yourself. no but but do because it's important i think um Oh, was a bit of a, a bit of a spiral.
0: No, on that um, important um, sentiment, I think we'll move on to some. We had some questions coming on social
1: media. We did indeed. So, a blessing and a curse, guys. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, just always some <laughs> ridiculous ones. <laughs>
0: um, who is, Who would be your dream collaboration?
1: Hmm. Hmm. Oh, um, I really want to work with Dave Akumu who is. Um,
0: I recognise the name.
1: Yeah, so he he did all of like Jessie Ware's um, stuff, and he also um, works with Rosé on like yeah, yeah, yeah. all of her records. Um, oh, he and also is. Invisible... Yeah, he's 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 in he's in the Invisible. Yeah. Um, and he just seems like such a maestro he also he worked on a couple other people that i really like oh yeah i think he i'm I'm not sure if i've completely pulled this out of thin air but i feel like he also like taught nila fayanya the guitar or something he just has his like fingers in the right pies that's a bad metaphor um but yeah i'd love to work with him just mm-hmm. as like a um he seems to just like get artists and then be able to like see what they want and, and, and like make it happen which is like super exciting um I'm trying to think of other cool people that I'd love to work with. There's just so many. Um, Him mainly. Um, It's always fun to work with people that are like completely outside of your genre Mm. as well. Um, Yeah, so maybe something more experimental. I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
0: Nice. Um, If you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? I guess you Um, have a
1: well yeah i guess i'd probably be doing i'd probably be doing more journalism work mm-hmm. I mean i kind of do that already i' probably be doing even more of it mm-hmm. um i've always wanted to start a magazine i used to love magazines and newspapers and everything when i was a i think when I was a kid I used to like make like when I was like super young i used to, i didn't even know how to write but I'd like get pieces of paper and like just like the pattern of like a newspaper i would just like make them and like give them to my parents which is kind of weird so what <laughs> oh, a lovely child yeah <laughs> so it was nice. quite weird and i yeah i was doing oh, sorry i was doing most that kids are like
0: running around like tearing down the house i probably was, like, did that
1: too me just <laughs> writing a newspaper for my parents It's the, he's the like, weekly household bit old, magazine bit old. <laughs> yeah probably more of that maybe a bit more i i used to dance a bit as well and i i loved that um when I was, but I was, that was when I was a lot younger. I did like ballet and contemporary and the bit of flamenco and a nice. um, bit of like Latin American ballroom dancing. This is when I was super young, when I was like 10. None but of maybe, that fully sort of took off and. Grabbed. No, I got yeah. over the cha cha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe again, maybe again. <laughs>
0: um, Slightly longer question now. Oh, okay. Is there a danger that connecting with other musicians over the internet because it's super easy and global actually reduces the amount of face-to-face opportunities to hang out with people in your area, such as London, where there's loads of talent?
1: Uh, I think that's interesting. I, I'm a
0: not... a great question. I think that's the best question we've ever had. The
1: best <laughs> question you've ever had. <laughs> On the
0: podcast. Yeah.
1: I, so it's weird because kind of like I was saying to you, I was like, oh, Instagram's great because I got invited to this thing in, in Hackney. You know, it was like a jam session or whatever, as an example. Um, and in my head i was like what that i kind of was like this is so amazing and only it only would have happened because of social media but then i'm like well actually before social media people definitely hung out and did this thing all the time and then i was like actually maybe they did it more because there wasn't a way of building there was no other way of building connections unless they were face to face so if you mm. if you met another musician at a gig and you wanted to hang out with them you wouldn't just have this because i've had this with people i've met you just have this like weird like instagram dm back and forth for- ages but you're both too busy and it never really happens but back then you just like you organize to go to their I don't know studio you just have to go you can't Mm. you can't like mess around with um I don't know going back and forth on whatever on messenger for however long so maybe yeah maybe that is the danger and maybe I mean I I I, I would love to do more face-to-face stuff and actually even I think it is I think people are starting to think about that as well there's another friend of mine Kevin who um, releases music under Mind um, so it's kind of a bit more like electronic and he he literally just put an event on Facebook on Facebook but yeah just a portal um, it's just it's like it's called like Beers and Beats or something and we're just gonna go to like all the musicians he knows he's like I know all these musicians they've all got these projects and we all sit in our room like so we're just gonna go to his and everyone's just gonna play through their music and we're gonna ask for feedback and that stuff great, I was man. like it's, it, it seemed like such I was like that's the most amazing d- d- I did ever and I was like that <laughs> should be think to- of that? <laughs> that should be totally normal you know yeah. but because yeah because you've got these other web related portals I guess you just don't think to do it because you think you've got a community and you think you've got feedback but I mm. don't know you don't really maybe so yeah good question good answer thank you uh, shame I can't remember any of the music i like or people i want to work with but (laughs) (laughs) i'm good at the other stuff good questions
0: (laughs) is writing music about own your own negative experiences clarifying or can it make you feel crap um i think it's it's not amazing friends or fan base (laughs) these questions are so much better than usual um
1: i think it's so I, I work in journalism, so that they're probably all just <laughs> my friends from work. But um, I think it's it's not always clarifying, but it's always cathartic, mm-hmm. and I think that always makes you ultimately feel better. I've never written a song about a situation and felt worse about it because I also think it it it, um, it gives you like ownership of an experience as well, um, and it might be an experience where in the whatever thing you know, I don't know, let's say you've had an argument with someone or maybe in the situation itself you didn't have control by writing about it you get your own version of it back and I think that's Mm. um really important and yeah it's nice when you've been like I don't know jilted um perhaps never happened to me that's (laughs) not personal experience um (laughs) that yeah you can then write loads of songs about it and I always feel better I'm like yeah you fuck me over but I've got like an EP out of this so I mean who's He's winning laughing, yeah who's winning um <laughs> so yeah always better yeah. is the short answer okay well that's good
0: um I'm this is a minefield of some very strange questions I'm being very careful about which ones I start to read okay good um do your best lyrics slash songs come out come out of you when you sit down and try or when you're just out there living your life your life Why, yeah.
1: <laughs> good question again kind of a combo I think I I always really come up with good lyrics when I'm walking somewhere um, I think it's like a good I think people have that lot like people walk to think about things and mm-hmm. um, there's something like almost about like the rhythm of it where like things just that's interesting like come to me a bit when I'm walking which is good um, uh, but I think I also I'm, I've, I've explained this to quite a lot of people recently so you know how you have those people at school like some people are really good at exams and some people are really good at coursework mm-hmm. I was always really really good at exams and but terrible at anything where I had time to piss around so you I you have a good memory uh, maybe yeah but I think I'm just really I'm, I'm like quite good under pressure and like in like a really focused environment so I'm good in the studio when like like I don't have anything and like, you know, Leo and John Joe like making stuff. I just go into this like f- like f- like full-on focus mode. And the lyrics are so much better than when I'm like lying on my bed mm. for like eight hours, like, what shall I write about? I I need to be in a, like a slightly pressured environment. Um, because yeah, I kind of focus my thoughts and then then you get a whole song out as opposed to like, oh, I'll like sew that bit onto that bit. Mm-hmm. Never works. Never works. Try it so much because I'm like, well, this lyric's good and this lyric's good and you, you can tell when a song's been patchworked, yeah. I think. That's interesting. I think it has to go from start to end, which is rare, but great when it happens. Nice.
0: Right. well, last question is, who would you like to see on the podcast?
1: Ooh. Who would make a good guest, do you think? Who would make a good guest? Um, I'm quite um, intrigued by... Do you know Connie Constance? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think she's kind of got an interesting story because she, um, I know that she kind of came from contemporary dance okay. world and she also was like, I think she was also a poet. Um, and I think I'd quite like to know how like all those different art forms kind of like intersect and, and like inform one another. Yeah. Um, Love to hear about Rosie Lowe, but apparently you've already you <laughs> already recorded that one. Yeah. Um so I think that'd be good. I would I'd like to hear from Poppy Ajuda as well. Yeah. Um she's I would love very Because to um, yeah. I think she's like very in touch with um kind of like like feminist kind of perspectives. Uh and I think it's interesting that she seems like like quite an academic person. Um, but she like seems she like bleeds that into her music without it sounding Pretentious mm. um, Which is a real skill Because <laughs> I I try to do that But I, It's hard It's hard So I'd like to I'd like to hear from her um, Try and think of anyone else mm. I love No Name mm. She's so cool yeah. um, Did you hear She did an interview with, uh, with um, On Beats 1 And that was re- That was really fun She's just really fun I think she I think you'd have, I think you'd have a good time Yeah Um yeah, those would be my three. Cool. My three ladies. People to hit up. Indeed.
0: All right, well, thanks again for coming to the podcast. It's been super no interesting. Worries. Um, Yeah, and wish you all the best. You too. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers.